and welcome to another episode of The Shift Change, our podcast about all things nursing. We are your hosts, Michelle and Claire. When people hear the words nurse or nurses, a stereotypical image might come to mind. A picture of someone dressed in surgical scrubs rushing from bed to bed in a hospital. Maybe they're wearing a stethoscope. Maybe they're holding some medications in a little white paper cup. Nurses dress wounds, they start and run intravenous medications, take vitals, do physical assessments, and many other assessments, tasks, and skills related to patient care. These are just some of the visible, easily seen and described skills that nurses do. These are sometimes referred to as quote-unquote hard skills that nursing practice in hospitals or clinics center around. Solidifying these skills is a cornerstone of undergraduate nurse education. Mastering these skills can take years of on-the-job training and practice. New nurses and nursing students often experience a great deal of stress, perfectionism, and fear of failure learning and thinking about mastering these skills. This description is taken from both our own experiences as students, new grads, and clinical instructors. But with so much focus on these hard skills, what space is left for honing the art of nursing? Nursing is both an art and a science after all. The art of nursing, equally important but perhaps less visible, make up the so-called soft skills of critical thinking, crisis management, advocacy, leadership, relationship and rapport building, and so forth, just to name a few. An odd phenomenon seems to have emerged amongst nurses though, in which the hard skills are revered and perhaps feared, this bubbles to the surface when we hear questions like, will I lose my skills? Are my skills good enough? Am I fast enough? While the equally important other nursing skills are at best brushed to the side and at worst outright dismissed as unnecessary fluff. Michelle and I have both moved between and across direct care, teaching, research, and leadership roles throughout our careers. And this month, we're joined by our guest, Sarah, to delve into this topic and to question, can we really lose our nursing skills? Or what do people mean when they say that? Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. We're so grateful to have you as our guest this month as we talk about all things nursing skills. Tell us a bit about your career, maybe a bit of detail on how you've moved across direct care, community care, and more leadership and behind-the-scenes work over the past decade plus. Hello. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Um, So I graduated from nursing school in 2006, and I'd say although in nursing school you're, you're limited to the short clinical rotations that you go through, I I kind of was lucky in that I knew immediately out of nursing school, um, the patient population I wanted to work with was pediatrics, kind of from brand new babies all the way to teenagers, young adults, and everything in between. So that's where I spent my first seven-ish years um, straight out of nursing school. So I worked in a tertiary care pediatric hospital here in the lower mainland. And the focus, the unit that I spent most of my time on was pediatric post-op surgical and neuro. I mean, I guess, as you can imagine, it was very task heavy, very, you know, hands-on, fast-paced. It's the unit had a really quick turnaround in that um, patients were constantly coming up from the operating room and then being discharged. So it was 
it was busy. There was a lot of pressure to free up beds. And so along with the emphasis on tasks, it was like a huge emphasis on being really efficient in your duties. So, I mean, I think a lot of nurses can relate to that kind of environment and like, it definitely, it has its rewards and it definitely has its challenges. So around six or seven years of doing that and reflecting back, I can't really think of a specific reason why I moved on after that, but I think, I think I was just looking for a change from like the repetition, repetition of that job. So I kind of took a stark turn after that. And I found a job that landed me in vaccine research. So at first I was still doing very nursing related tasks in that job, like administering study medication, which was mostly um, immunizations, vaccines, because it was vaccine research, doing a lot of history, taking vitals, collecting specimens. But before long, I, I was encouraged by a senior colleague in that job to take on more of a leadership role or a coordinator role, we called it. So I ended up very quickly moving into being more responsible for the overall execution of these research studies. So I managed a team of nurses and other support staff and started doing all these things that were so new and foreign to me, like writing consent forms and doing presentations to the group and dealing with ethics boards and interviewing and hiring staff. So yeah, there were many times where I just kind of laughed at the randomness of it all and thought like, how am I even like remotely close to nursing anymore? It was just such a change, but yeah. So this new role, the first time I really pivoted in my career, I was questioning kind of what am I doing? I'm spending a whole much more time like behind a computer and not in direct care. And I felt this definite anxiety at the time of, wow, I'm really, I'm moving away from nursing in the way I understood what nursing was. But now in reflecting back, thinking about it, there were so many skills that I was acquiring doing this research job and being in a leadership environment that were so helpful and were nursing just you know, in a different way. I, I really, it's where I learned how to teach and mentor others better. It's where I strengthened my communication. It's all about relationship building across so many different health professions and having difficult conversation. It was, it was all nursing. It just looked so different. And then also, I guess, around that time when I was doing that, I also took on a smaller job, a part-time job um, at a school. So I was also working at a school in the Lower Mainland um, as a school nurse. It was the first time I was working in a community setting outside of the healthcare environment. And I think, again, I experienced this feeling of like, hmm, this is really different. But also, you know, it was really beneficial, I think, for my career because it was the first time I was in an environment that wasn't more acute care setting where, you know, prevention and, and health promotion and more of just a general emphasis on, on well-being and mental health was sort of the focus. So yeah, it was a really neat gig. Unfortunately, when COVID hit and schools moved into remote learning, the school nurse job was no more. So around 2020, I actually ended up circling back to direct patient care again. So I did another pivot, but this time I'm back in pediatrics, but I'm in an outpatient environment, but it's arguably a very skills focused environment. It's mainly, I now deal with a patient population of kids with chronic health conditions that need to come in for kind of constant 
um, medical treatment. So we do a lot of outpatient IV medications, procedures, burn dressings, all, all kinds of like short sedation type things. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was about seven years from being away from direct care and coming back. And it was tough coming back and, and worrying about things like, oh my God, I'm going to be so slow. And, and I don't remember how to, how to do these things. So yeah, it's been a full circle, but that's kind of where I currently am. Can I just ask as well, how did you end up in BC Children's? So, yeah, I was really lucky in, and I don't know if there was just a lot of opportunities that year. So I, um, when I finished, I was able, I was really lucky enough that that they were hiring and I got hired at BC Children's as a new grad, which I know isn't always the case. I know sometimes like they prefer you to have a few years in adult care or something else, but uh, I started directly. I did one really short rotation in pediatrics. It was only, I remember a six week clinical rotation. And I was at children's on um, a renal ward there. And I don't know. I just, I kind of knew I'm like, this is it. Like, this is where I want to be. I, I knew I loved kids, but I was also 21 at the time, but I just remember thinking like, this is the place. So, and I feel lucky in that sense, because yeah, I got to start off right from the bat doing my training there. Yeah, that's interesting that you ended up there and then you kind of stayed in the pediatric realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been in a lot of different places. So like, and I'm just wondering, you've worked in leadership, you've worked in community, you've worked in acute care, and now you're back to, or you're in outpatient, I guess. Did In that time and in those transitions, did you ever feel pressured to go back to acute care, pressured to do more like, quote unquote, nursing type of skills or a fear of losing those skills and not being able to go back to direct patient care after being in, you know, a leadership role or something more administrative. Totally. I definitely. So I, I totally felt um, the worry of losing my skills. And I think, especially when your foundation in nursing school is like built on acquiring those skills like there's such an emphasis on those skills in nursing school and doing your labs and like that part of it and the thing is like I don't know there are certain competencies that like they come with practice but then once you have them like that's sort of that like once you have that skill and you've practiced it it's you know I think it's the things you guys have been referring to as like the hard skills one example maybe like it's a silly skill, but like, you know, <laughs> when you're fresh out of nursing school and, and you learn how to like prime an IV line and like, you know, you don't get any of those pesky bubbles. Like you just like, yes, I finally figured that out. But once you do it and you acquire that skill, it's like, there's nowhere to really go from there. Like, that's it. You have the skill. But then I think of like the, the hardest skills that are harder to quantify, but they're so important. Like like your communication and your advocacy or or like walking into a room and really being able to like read the body language versus like what's being said or figuring out where a patient's at, getting on their level. Like those skills I found, they ended up just building and building and building um, as I went through these different environments. And, you know, they were almost like layers of experiences where I grew those skills. So I guess the hard skills, like you acquire them. And even if you step away from doing them, like they do come back. I, I was away for a long time and I was nervous when I came back, but 
just repetition and practice, like they come back. But what I found when I came back into more direct patient care, like where I am now is I learned so much better about how to communicate and even advocate for myself and be really clear about where I was at. Even just like letting my colleagues or even sometimes like patients and families know like, Hey, uh, I just, I'm going to bring another nurse in the, in here with me to do this task, or I just need a little bit more practice with this. Like, you know, I didn't have that confidence earlier on in my career, but I feel like doing all these different jobs, like it made me come back into this acute direct care with a lot more confidence in myself. And like, it's okay. Like things just take practice, but it's not the be all end all. If I'm not an expert at this anymore, like it's okay. It comes back. What was the reaction of your colleagues and the people that you were working with when you went back to direct care after saying like, you know, I stepped away, but now I'm back and I might need some help with this. Can you, cause I haven't done it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like really accepting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's just, I'm lucky to be in an environment like that. And I'm like the hospital I'm at for the most part, it is a, a teaching hospital. So we're so used to having nursing students students at the end of school where they're doing final preceptorship. We do lots of mentorships with like new hires. So I feel like that kind of team holding each other's hands, helping each other through it's part of the culture there for sure, which I know like I'm lucky because I don't think that's the same always everywhere, but I kind of almost, and sometimes like, just treat me like a new grad, you know, (laughs) which in some ways, like it was, some of it was really foreign to me. I remember the first time I had to do like a big drug calculation again, because I hadn't hung like an IV antibiotic in seven years and it was hard and humbling, but it does come back. You know, it just, you know, I think I was away for a good chunk of time and and it, it does come back, but I was um, a lot more comfortable just being honest, like, Hey, this is where I'm at. I'm not going to let myself get pressured to do something too quickly. Like I need to go through it really slowly, methodically have it double, triple, quadruple checked. And yeah, people were really kind with that. On the flip side, I just thought of um, someone I worked with when I was in the leadership position, when, when I did mention that I was thinking about, you know, going back to direct care and and how much I missed it. I remember um, him making a comment along the lines of really like, you're going to be so bored almost like he was alluding to like, I was giving myself a demotion a little bit. And yeah, it was, it was a funny comment. It stuck with me, but that's like, that was his perception of it. Maybe moving from like a a leadership managerial role back into maybe like a role that's seen as like an entry level position. But for me, like I haven't been bored at all. If anything, like it's been super revitalizing and, and it's so challenging. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. It's so interesting, these perceptions that people have of what does or doesn't come with various roles. I know I experienced a similar thing when I finished my master's and made the decision to go into direct care working in an inpatient acute unit where I had only ever worked in community. And yeah, there was this perception from some people of like, oh, but you just finished your master's. Why would you go into direct care? Or, oh, you've only ever worked in community. How are you going to survive in acute care? And I was kind of like, well, we'll sort it out. Like, And it's just, I find it kind of affirming to know that we work in really different clinical areas, but had similar experiences of like, the script is never written. 
you're writing it as you go. Yeah, totally. And it's not that direct line for everyone. Like certainly, you know, you could start with your base in kind of direct patient care and you can move up and do all these different things, but it's not one direct line. Like I love the idea of circling back and definitely open to moving out of direct care again and, and seeing what, you know, comes up in the future, but it's, yeah, for me, it's more like a spiral. With this breadth of experience you've had now in different roles and different and different environments, what nursing skills would you say are most important in your practice or which ones maybe are that carry through different environments? The most foundational nursing skill I'd say for myself, I'd say relationship building, especially in my career, which has mainly been pediatrics. I it, it's such a fun, wonderful challenge to work with a population that has such a range in age and stage um, developmentally. And, and with that, it's just constant pivoting and adjusting your nursing approach. You know, you're, you're constantly, you know, adjusting your language, how you, how you teach, you know, how you have the ability to take a situation that especially for for kids for the most part like it can just be so scary to be in a hospital inpatient or outpatient environment it can be so scary for them and you know for their family and like even myself I'm a new mom now and and I've had to you know interact with healthcare system on this side and and it's really really tough and to be able to take these experiences and for these families and and turn it into something positive and even like sometimes fun, like to me, it's just that relationship building, like it's such a privilege and it's the most gratifying part of the job. So thinking about your experience and your own, you're thinking back to when you were a new grad and times when you've transitioned into new roles, what message do you have for new nurses or nurses who are thinking about making a change in their practice area? My message would be, just don't be afraid to, to pivot or to change and to try out different roles, even if it seems like it's something totally different. And the main thing would be, you know, don't worry about those hard skills, especially if you're moving maybe away from the sort of traditional, like direct care into something more, um, you know, away from that. Uh, although it's totally normal to worry about it. Cause I certainly did, but I'd say the, the more, the more richer skills and themes, like they thread through so many different types of nursing. And I think the thing is the more you experience, like you can only get more and more diverse, you know, making those changes. And it's so funny. I was thinking about this earlier today, like everyone's different. My mom is a retired nurse and she worked at the same hospital, essentially in the same unit for like pretty much her entire career um, for 40 years of nursing. And like, she was just like a veteran at her job. She worked in the neonatal ICU. And like, I think that's amazing. And I would always have wanted like her to be my nurse in another life, but I feel like that, I don't know, that's less common in, in the newer generation of nurses and to a newer nurse, maybe nervous about losing their skill set. I'd say like the skills that you refer to as hard skills, um, they do come back. Like I'm a testament to that, but you will be a different nurse when you circle back to them, you know, and in most cases, no matter what you're doing, you bring with you a broader knowledge base some like 
great experiences and even stories and like hopefully confidence because I kind of, when I think about being a new nurse and, and how nerve wracking it is, like, like I do believe like time and experience are like the only ways you can get rid of those nursing nerves that we, I think everyone experiences when they first start and like they do settle down eventually. I think that's such an important message to share as well, especially for any newer nurses that might be listening to this, that message that it's experience and working in different areas and getting to know nursing practice that really is transformative. And it can be scary, like super scary to think about moving to a different clinical area or doing something unfamiliar. So I think that's really, yeah, that's really good advice. Mm -hmm, Totally. And I think, you know, especially like your patients or your clients, they appreciate it. Like I love anecdotally talking about, you know, being back in sort of a direct care environment, like talking about some of the research we did and the things that happened behind the scenes. It's really cool to be able to bring like that context to, you know, conversation with a patient or their parents. Like it, it just, it makes your background really rich in, in that way. And, and people appreciate that and pick up on that. And that's so powerful. And that's, I would just echo what Michelle said, that this message is so important for us to chat about as nurses. And it's so important for us to remember. And I know I have channeled you, Sarah, in my own pivots in my career, where I've thought like, okay, Sarah, you know, these are the things she said she found helpful. And I'm gonna try those when I was doing my first 12 hour shifts, like, oh, yeah, eight years into my nursing career. Top um, tips for shift work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I needed them. They were helpful. And <laughs> I think it's just normalizing that process and normalizing that we can do difficult things. We can do scary things and trusting ourselves and trusting our skills that, as you said, what it means to be a nurse goes so far beyond the tasks that maybe we all held up so much early in our careers. And so, yeah, it's just been so lovely to hear you chat about your experience across diverse environments and across diverse roles. And I know how much passion and kindness and compassion you bring to your role and the families you work with. And so it's just lovely to have you as a guest today. And is there anything, any final messages you want to share with people? I was going to say, Claire, when are we going to write our book? I know. (laughs) You're going to write a book? Oh, Claire and I had this idea years ago that we were going to, we just, between all of our friends we knew um, through nursing, like everyone has some pretty bad horror stories from, you know, doing your first clinical rotations as a nursing student. And we just thought we should compile a kind of like a chicken soup for the nursing student soul type book, just to make people feel less alone when they're waking up at you know, God awful hour for that clinical rotation. (laughs) I don't know. I think back to that and I just want to like give my young self like the biggest hug. (laughs) I had no idea I would love research so much because I certainly didn't love my research course in school. I thought it was boring and I wasn't very good at it. But when I actually got to, you know, taking part in clinical trials and being part of the study process, like that was fun work. That was really, really challenging and rewarding in a very different way. Amazing. So thank you so much for being our guest this month. And I feel so grateful for your time and all of the expertise that you've shared. And we look forward to chatting again next month. Thank you both so much for having me. Thank you.
This month, we had the chance to chat about just a few of the many diverse roles nurses can hold. Everything from direct care, to teaching, to leadership, to research, and beyond. And the great thing is that all of these roles are tied together by the core of what makes us nurses. Our abilities to think critically, to understand people in a holistic way, and to promote health for our patients and clients. In today's episode, you heard us use the term hard skills to describe tasks like hanging IVs and giving injections. And even that language is part of our evolving understanding of this topic. Like if we refer to those as quote hard skills, might someone misunderstand and think everything else are the then easy skills as opposed to what we truly mean. Everything else just being those skills that are perhaps more abstract and harder to look up and learn in a textbook. All of these pieces, our experiences, our language, our opportunities to grow and evolve over the course of our careers, are just some of the reasons we love being nurses and chatting with other nurses. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Shift Change podcast. If you like this episode or want to share any feedback with us, please visit our website at www.theshiftchangepodcast.ca. Our website has blog posts, behind-the-scenes photos, and links of our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Thank you.